1: Hello and welcome to Jokes with Mark Simmons, that's me, uh, it's the podcast where I chat to another comedian about jokes they can't get to work. Uh, as always in the intro, I'm joined by Joel Gros... Oh, did, you, did your surname again. Yeah, he's really Joel. trying to get me found out. Straight over to producer Joel. Hello. How's it
2: going in Stratford? Uh, it's same as it's been for six weeks. Yeah, I've been having
1: some fun this end today, Joel. What are you been up to? Bit of joke fun, bit of joke fun. Oh, uh, I've been there's a joke. I've sort of I've had it for a while, and it's never quite worked. so I've just been rewording mm-hmm. it. I just put it out on Facebook for a bit of a laugh. Um, and I put two options. Uh, so my personal trainer said that I should do interval training. So when the audience are getting their drinks, I go for a run. Nice first option, That's a good joke. Um, second option uh halfway through the show i always go for a run because my gym instructor said i should do interval training <laughs> right so i don't like the second version because it doesn't feel as funny mm. but it's a lot more precise and the the, the punch line is sharper because with the first version when i say so when the audience are getting their drinks when you say that the, they know what the wordplay is yeah, yeah yeah and then they gotta wait for you to go i go for a run mm. So they had to wait to laugh. So I don't like that, right? Yeah. But it's a bit of fun because on Facebook, lots of people have been chipping in with their ideas. So I've just been going through those. Nice. Um, for example, Ashley Freeze, he's a stand-up comedian. Um, he said, how about my instructor has asked me to try interval training, but I find it difficult to go for a run whilst you're all getting drinks. So that yeah. is fine because that you don't reveal... That I'm talking about an interval until you're all getting drinks, which I like. That shouldn't you? But I didn't like. If you um, but I find it difficult because that seems. Why is it difficult? Yeah, but if you're like, doing no it, reason. If
2: you're doing it as part when that? you're like part of a, if you're doing it live, right, and it's not part of yeah. a one man show, don't you just want to say yeah. I've just been for a run or I'm about to go for a run? Because my gym instructor told me to do interval training. To do
1: interval training. So which is which is option B. Yeah, but you just but you say less. Yeah, so you so you're saying that's quite just
2: been for a run. My gym instructor told me to. If
1: you mean if I'm on stage after the interval, or if it's before the interval, I say I'm going to go for a run after this because I was told to do interval training. Yeah, so that's essentially that's that's option B. Yeah, but you just have less, which still have less explaining. Doesn't feel that that funny by saying interval training lasts for me, Uh, but someone did give another nice option. Um, uh, James Wallace, he said, my gym instructor said I should do interval training. That's good. Normal sentence. Um, So I'll be on the treadmill during the break. Nice. So, yeah, I I quite... Still not quite... I think it's all right. So I'll be on the treadmill during the break. That doesn't... But then why is there a treadmill in the theatre? So maybe (laughs) it should be... Yeah, I guess so. so. And also during the break should come... Oh no no dear yeah, no that is the right order. So I'm going to be doing burpees during the break. So yeah, my 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 gym instructor said I should do interval training. So I'm going to do some burpees during the break. I like that. To be honest, I think that's that's nice. I just I don't like treadmill because why is there yeah, treadmill? Yeah, that's in, good. And, and what's really exciting is, is, is that in
2: sort of six to eight months, you might get to try that out. <laughs> Anyway, that's
1: a bit of fun, wasn't it? A bit of fun, bit of fun for the uh, yeah, a bit of fun. But thanks everybody if you're listening and you were you contributed to that sort of that little thread. That's very fun. If you want to find anything like this on Facebook or Twitter, anything that's at Jokes with Mark on social media. Any feedback from the episodes uh, this week? We've got Marcus Birdman. Yeah, get your ears around this. You haven't
3: started anything online yet. Well, no, I'm, I'm part of this. Um, I don't. You might have heard of like Phil Nichol and Kerry Marks are doing this Lost Comics oh, thing. Oh yeah. So I've been doing a bit of that, which oh, which has been going actually since about. Well, I think we started making films at about January. So I've done oh. several, six or seven of those now. Um, but yeah. um, so do you want to give it a plug? What's that on? It's the it's called the Lost Comics. It's a, it has a YouTube channel. Um, ah. And, uh, yeah, so there's a big collective. Hello, hey, you heard the dog there. um, There's about 30 comics, I think. Um, all sort of, th- all stand-ups. Um, oh, wicked. Uh, ho- well, what are they doing? Well, we're making uh, little video content, sort of one-minute films. Um, I think the sort of, the notion being that a lot of kind of comics, not necessarily of sort of phil 's generation but but maybe the sort of not the young ones anyway are okay. are slightly having their asses handed to them by a younger generation <laughs> who are a lot more social media savvy you know yes. um, and we're not we don 't lack the funny but we do lack that 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 facility so I think it 's a sort of ah. attempt to and then rather, you know some of us have myself included have made attempts to do stuff online or make little films, but not really. You know, we're playing catch-up, so the notion was that if we, yeah. if we all got together and drove everything that we do through one site, uh, it would, uh, it, it, it it might uh, get, gain a bit more traffic, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, so, that's a great idea. So that's kind of basically the philosophy of it. And so it's quite lots of good we'll good, good people. Um, so uh, Phil and Kerry, Howard Reed, Josh Howey, Carl... Um, Donnelly, um, yeah, Kai Humphries has got Kai Humphries do. is doing something. Yep, yep. So there's you know there's a now. Some nice, some nice people. Oh, lots of variety as well. Yeah. So I think I think you know if I, it's we're all baby steps at the moment. You know, I personally feel you know a bit like I'm an open spot with it. You know, and I think it's I I know how to be funny. I just don't quite know how to be funny in that way yet so i'm just sort of trying to build like
1: i look at things like tiktok and i am like i'd I'd do it if i could think of a way to Mm. do it that's and i just like i can't No, got nothing
3: well it's funny yeah because so much so much of it is just shite (laughs) 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 you know and you're just kind of going i'm trying not to sound like you know I'm trying not to sound like my dad in relationship to punk rock, you know, I don't <laughs> worry because <laughs> it's sort of because probably ninety percent of everything's shite, punk rock included, and TikTok included, and social media included. But you know, of course,
1: it feels like with those sort of things, if you actually put effort in to actually do something genuinely funny, they wouldn't like it. You're, you're trying too hard, mate.
3: Maybe you know, maybe you know. I just need to go and happy slap an old grandma in Tesco's or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, not that they're allowed in Tesco's anymore
1: you have to have long arms now mate
3: proper, I'm not allowed in No, <laughs> I have to wait until they come out <laughs>
1: so so you were in Australia recently when this all happened yeah,
3: yeah, just, I, well I should be there now so we did oh I was,
1: right, so you came home early yeah, yeah.
3: Was, so it should be in the middle of, well, start of Melbourne now uh, well, I would. Just, oh you do Melbourne do you? yeah, do you? not every year, I've done it sort of last few years um Nice. I'm trying to, and I've more, apart from last year, I've managed to successfully be in Australia and or New Zealand since about 2011, um, mm. which sure, is, I don't really have a desire to move there. Well, no, I don't have a desire to move there, but it's nice to spend a couple of months. It's like that
1: with Edinburgh. I wouldn't want to live there, but I like living there once a month yeah, every year yeah for
3: sure it's you know I, I like festivals and I like I really like Australia I like Australian people I like the festivals I mean I've done them in, with various degrees of success um, like, like Edinburgh you know And you can mm. you can have an amazing time or you can have a bit of a tough time and I've had I've had you know, both those but uh, sort of slightly irritatingly we were having a brilliant time I was doing uh, like a treble hander with Ian Smith and Maisie Adams. Um, oh, wicked!
1: Talk- oh, yeah, I saw the poster for that. Yeah, we
3: were just getting on
1: like the best of British, yeah. sort of thing. So
3: we had a really good promoter and. We were just having the best time. I'd never really met either of them before. I think I'd only mm. i don't think I'd gig with Ian ever, and I may be done one gig with Maisie, but
1: n- I, not- I mean, that's sometimes when you go abroad to do things, you're like, "Oh, please have nice comics. Yeah. that was really nice. Well,
3: everyone was saying that, and I sort of assumed that they—you know—I take their word for it. But I didn't know either of them, and yeah, um, hopefully, they were, people were saying to them the same thing about me. But we just, nah, we, nah, nah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, you pulled you pulled a short straw, <laughs> as opposed to him, he got a long one. No, so he he's so it's like that classic
1: gig. It's like if you're if you go like that classic joke. If you if you go on holiday. Oh, you know that. You know you always go on holiday with that that per, that idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you don't, and if it's, it's you, it's you. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> yes. And in another galaxy far away, Maisie Adams and uh, and Ian Smith are being interviewed by someone coating me off. But um, but we we know we just got we. I know no, I've already recorded those. <laughs> <laughs> got them in the can. Out as a special. Yeah. Um, we. We just got on really well as a sort of professionally, and perhaps, and, and because of, or, or indeed in, in spite of, we got on really well sort of personally. It was just a real, just rather a real laugh. So it was a real shame to come, you know, I've done those gigs, as I'm sure you have, where you're like, God, it would have been lovely to have come home halfway through, um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, were, we were having a great time. So it was a shame, but um, hopefully, right. hopefully next year, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah,
1: that'd be good. So, as we're talking about jokes and that don't really work, mm. um, what? So, when you go to Australia, do you, do you have to change much? Like, do you try things and then go, no, not that bit?
3: I think I've never really, um, only in a minute way. Maybe like it was kind of weird because there was a I was doing a joke. <laughs> Again, it was funny because it was like. I managed to make the joke work. It was actually something that Lloyd Langford said to me, um, who came to sort of watch and it was like the literally the law I've been doing this joke all the way through the festival and it was kind of funny oh, because it wasn't working and I was like I can't So I was I was doing a, about how Australians are really casual and I'd been to a wedding and the bloke this bloke walks in and uh and sort of says, You know, G'day cunts and do um and then says do you take this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife? You know, so, which I always thought was 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 really obviously kind of telegraphed. It's a great joke. And kind of. But I thought it was really obvious that he was the vicar, right? Yeah. Um, and I think, and I'm pretty sure that if you know, I said that joke in the UK, well, just as your response to that, you you get the joke, whether you think it, whether you think it's brilliant or not. It's not brilliant. It's a pretty. It's a classic show. It's a rev- great joke. Field, but it's a perfectly decent, serviceable yeah. joke. And they just. Never got it, and then Lloyd said, "I think you need to, you need to really, sort of, flag up that he's the vicar much more." And I was like, "Yeah, okay." So I sort of went, and then he got to the altar and said, "Do you take this woman to be?" Al-? And then it worked, but it was literally like the last really? three, last so three days. That, yeah.
1: So that is that they just—that's mad. Is it? Do you find that they're subtle? T- they. They're not so good with subtlety over there not
3: really i didn't it's funny mark because I didn't really a few other a few other comics have sort of said perhaps something like that or they don't really get this or they don't really understand that and i never found i found them to be to be honest with you i find them much easier audiences than the uk i find uk audiences the hardest audiences in the world because they're so aggressive and so sort of mm. so willing to be truculent and obnoxious <laughs> you know um
1: yeah, whereas I suppose... I mean, I've never done Australia, but I assume they're like, they like they come out and want to have a good time.
3: Yeah, every, every, everywhere else seems to come out and want to have a good time. <laughs> 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 seems to want to come out and watch, listen to your jokes and assume that you know what you're doing until proven otherwise and will laugh. you know. But uh, you know yourself, of course, that British audiences are so often you know tanked up. When you,
1: when you first told me that joke, my first jumped to in my head mm. when you hit the, the punchline was that it was the um the the husband. Gotcha. And then in like a split second I went, oh no, it's the vicar. Mm. So maybe that is a slight confusion.
3: Maybe. I, I said just never it seemed so obvious to me. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? And I'm sure you've had this debate on this podcast, but what seems obvious to you isn't necessarily um. No. Because you've written it, so you know what it's about. So uh, yes. it's one of these things, like, like because I, I teach stand up a bit, and one of the things I um, try to sort of say to them is, of course, and again, you know this from writing jokes, is that you start with a seven thousand lines, all of which are crap, and you you boil it down to two lines that are the sort of pure, yeah. pure good bit, right? And but along the way, you can start editing out information, most of it extraneous and useless, and so. You can get to a point where you've actually the joke started off being about umbrellas or something and by the time you've got mm. to the to the joke that you do on stage you've you don't mention umbrellas at all no. <laughs> because, but in your head you do because you know the jokes about umbrellas you know what I mean and then you do yeah. it and I've sort of seen with my sort of students and kind of going um you know you don't mention umbrellas and they go yeah yeah do you know you go no you actually don't and it's only <laughs> it's only perhaps when you sort of so often you don't see the wood for the trees do you when you when yeah. you're um when you it's so useful and again i've been doing this because i've been sort of uh, working with a few people sort of not not directing necessarily but, but sort of dramaturging for want of a better phrase and yeah. uh, and that isn't to self-aggrandize or to sort of pat myself on the back i just think any other set of eyes on your material or your act is so useful well, um, this is
1: what we find with this podcast like quite often either i or one of the guests will like to say one of the jokes that doesn't work and then you just need that other set of eyes and we fix loads on it really
3: yeah it does happen yeah great well i've got a list (laughs) i mean i don't know i've got a career that that, that i'm hoping you'll sort out for me mark
1: (laughs) oh here we go let's do it
3: i mean we've only got half hour oh it's all right i've only got 10 jokes (laughs) oh perfect
1: let's do it hit me
3: so I had a couple I had to think about what you were saying so the first thing that I I mean I think it's pretty obvious why it doesn't work I've got I had this Mm. routine about uh, the Catholic Church and I think it I think the reason it doesn't work is because it's a very contentious issue rather than I think it's technically not funny because I have had people come up up after me and gone I love that joke Um, so I don't know if it's a Um, technical issue but it's one of these have
1: you ever had anyone say they don't like
3: it yes <laughs> okay. I mean, m- <laughs> most people, you know, it—it it sort of, it doesn't, it just doesn't really, it doesn't fly. And it's something that irritates me because I, but I think it's a thematic thing rather than it's a structural thing. But so, yeah. so I kind of, I got, um, uh, I sort of say, I can't remember, I introduced yeah. some line of which probably plenty of us have about Catholic priests being paedophiles. You know, it's a fairly generic yeah. in and then I kind of go, I don't understand why anyone would be a Catholic these days, you know, which again kind of starts, people's start, feathers start to prickle. And then yeah. um, uh, I was like, you know, if you knew what you knew about I- any other institution, say your bank, HSBC, say if you were a member of HSBC and you heard the <laughs> amount of shit that, uh, that was on the Catholic Church about HSBC, you'd just leave. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even for just coming kind out of until they've sorted this out, I'm just going to go banking with someone else. You know, but yeah. Uh, so I, so that's the sort of premise, which never really people just kind of oh, well, I don't know. And you're going no, no, no. Everybody knows the information. It's not a big secret. Yeah. Why are you defending this? You know, I even had this in. I even had this really weird scenario in where I I deliberately threw the bridge in. I did that gig in Hebden Bridge, which you might have done. Yes, with and it's it's full of. And I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but it's full of lesbians, you know, because because Head and Bridge <laughs> is full of lesbians, and the joke didn't work, and I ended up being I mean, a massive. I'm going, you you lot of all people should not be defenders of the Catholic Church, you know, of and but it's one of these things. It's just it feels like um un, untouchable, like you cannot
1: mate. Yeah, maybe it's an overload of topics. Cause you've got religion, and then you have got the fire, like it maybe that's
3: yeah but i was trying to do sense. it's a bit you... the bit i try to do that i think is. i just i bit the bit i think is funny and the kind of novel i'd sort of go right harvey weinstein you know bang to rights in prison rightly so um but what 100 women 150 tops but the catholic church you know and so and and the refrain i keep doing through the set is but the Catholic Church. And I constantly sort of okay. come back to it. And then there'll be... So that, as another... I can't think of another example, but I'll, it, I'll kind of go... Uh, uh, I don't know. Jimmy Savile, you know, bang to rights, rightly so. But the Catholic Church. And it's a sort of repeat. Mm. And it just... Just never flies. <laughs> it really so, irritates.
1: So would it... So Never? So it, like...
3: Well, sometimes it does. I mean, it does from... I think it does from... Um, a small percentage of the audience who aren't morons
1: yeah 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 uh, but did um, would that change in Australia did you try it I didn't try it in Australia actually um, I don't know what their thoughts and I don't
3: even know, know much about religion in Australia yeah. what, is it say, same as here t- actually I'll tell you what. that's an interesting point like I, not so much about Australia but in New Zealand because it's a, a very irreligious country you know, it's not you know I mean even even though this is a secular country and most people would sort of go they're they're agnostic and or atheist, it's Mm. still incredibly religious and Christian in its sort of background. Whereas New Zealand just isn't. And so even if sort of like their sort of common morality is very... And I've noticed people be much more uh, irreligious. I I remember Reg really kind of no, I'm I fair to say because I, I, I admire Reg very enormously but he was struggling with a bit because yeah, D Hunter yeah D Hunter yeah that one um, <laughs> <laughs> Reg the which other Reg is a Reg a Nord Pering <laughs> <laughs> that one <laughs> Reg Reg E Watts <laughs> that, <laughs> that one <laughs> um, but he was he was kind of going but his line was is this, is this too kind of controversial for you and it was a bit like, nah, <laughs> you know, you're completely, you're completely allowed to say it. So I don't just know. They don't give a shit. They don't care. They don't really because they don't find it. It's not a, it's not a sort of uh, a, um, a hot potato, you know. Mm. Um, so it's a weird one. But so I see. So that that notion really, I didn't really find that it was a technical problem. I think no. it was just.
1: I thought the, I think the concept's great.
3: Yeah, I think so. I it's one of those, you know, that you just by re- that repetition of something and then it becoming more slightly out of context. Um, mm-hmm. I love that, that um, oh, what's his name? Stu Francis, you know, and then I rode back into yeah, sort of yeah, short, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and each time he does it, it gets more, it, you know, you yeah. enjoy the rep, you enjoy the callback, but you also, because it gets more and more ridiculous and bizarre yeah, just, you know, <laughs> where he's <laughs> rowing back from. And I, you know, I I, I, I like that as a sort of comedy um, uh, trick, you know, and yes. it's it one of those things you go. And I'm not saying it's an amazing joke, but what you know, you, I've been doing this for 20 years. You know, sort of things that should work in yeah. theory. Did you
1: get more silly with that because those two examples were both quite the, your normal serious one. Mm. I was wondering, is there anything you could do that goes more se- more silly, but it's nothing to do with?
3: Yeah, perhaps that's an interesting point.
1: No, like something I, I I don't know how silly you could go with it. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's about, a that's a good point, actually, Mark. And, and that's something I found that something I, that I was was something that I did want to say to you. That I, it was quite a broader topic. But I I found, in general, if I. It's if I've tried to be, and this might fall under this category. If I've tried, I, you know, I wouldn't say I was a very political. Well, no, I would say I was not a political uh, comedian by any stretch. But I think there's a sort of broad. Left of centre socio political kind of standpoint, at least you know. Mm. Um, but I felt if I've ever tried to raise a an issue like uh, the NHS should be supported or something, it always sounds overly earnest, and yeah. um, and, and that's the death of any comedy comedian, isn't it? To be earnest, um, <laughs> and I have found that to make it silly, if you make it silly with a silly example, is often my route to making something work,
2: yeah. personally.
3: You know, and I admire people, and there aren't many people who are, who are good political comedians, I think. I don't think it's the right client. It's, it's interesting, you know, in, we might get there in it, what with sort of Boris and, and the current situation, yeah. that political comedy might come back more to the fore. But I don't think it's a... It's not very... Yeah, this, this comes up quite a lot where comics say they try it yeah. and it just doesn't yeah. fit. I don't think there's an appetite for comedy, political comedy, no. really currently and I think you know you can count the amount of good ones on one hand Um mm. and I don't think that's because they're not very good I just think pe- you know there's not a sort of market for it so people don't extend that muscle um, maybe yeah, m- maybe and then might sh- all shift at some point yeah it might say. it might as I say it, it, when things have got a lot more a lot more bizarre over, over recent months and, and issues it's crazy
1: isn't it yeah um, yeah I mean who knows what's going to happen mm,
3: it's
1: almost like the whole thing's reset isn't it
3: mm. Mm. yeah no it, 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 i'm not sure some really good things will come out of it as if, mm. if we don't die of starvation in the meantime Pe- <laughs> people will surely need a laugh after this i would have thought so that's my sort yeah. of that's my sort of glimmer of hope um
1: it's strange because i feel like we'll be the last back to work mm. because i think people slowly go back to work but they're not going to have gigs straight away are they
3: I don't know. I don't. I know. I mean, I suppose people are going to go back to work. Promoters are going to go back to work, so they need to make a yeah. living as well as as much as we do, don't we? So, um, pe- people, you know, people don't open comedy clubs for for comedians' benefit. No, no. You know what I mean? They don't go well, because I love comedy. So much. I mean, <laughs> you know, one of my great laments is that people who work in comedy who aren't comedians don't <laughs> love comedy. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, they're going to need to make a living, so they will open. Clubs and bars and whatnot. So,
1: just because the government say you can't, sure, you know, I don't know, sure, it yeah, might be like a slow release. Anyway, that's depressing. Mm. What what else have you got down?
3: Um, so I had another routine about. It was something that I can't remember what we were talking about. We were talking about, I was talking about global warming with someone, and uh, and he was his stance was, well, humans will invent a way out of it. You know rather than um this notion of we should fly less or drive less or whatever and he was like right. well in- and to an extent i sort of agree with him to a point and then I- but my caveat being and the bit why i was trying to find something funny about it was that yeah humans could invent a way out of it but we won't um you know and this notion that yes we've got the technology to make mobile phones and on all the amazing things that they do. And our keenest minds, however, rather than trying to find ways to cure AIDS or or global warming, are too busy making apps for Apple, you know? Um, yeah. And I thought that was a kind of funny sort of premise. A good angle, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and the bit I was sort of trying to do that was... So I sort of said in... in I can't remember the actual date, but it was sort of the late late 19th century. Uh, Louis Daguerre invented the first photograph. Um, Two weeks later, his assistant, and this is a true fact, which again I thought was sort of funny, which tied into this. Two weeks later, his assistant was arrested for selling photographs of a woman a horse that's not, right that's not true <laughs> honestly I, as, I mean I don't know I wasn't there but but wasn't me <laughs> but so the oh that's, that sums up humanity And I, to me exactly it's exactly that that seemed to me to sum up a humanity and b my notion of like yes humans could invent a way out of it but we'll all we'll do is find ways to you know profligate pornography or some nonsense sex it up. yeah because that's that's what humans are interested in. You know, but I just, I don't know whether it was too clumsy or it just didn't work. And I I sort of had this extra bit where I go, you know, 4,000 years ago, the Mesopotamians invented the wheel, but it was another 2,000 years before anyone other than the Mesopotamians used the wheel. And so for 2,000 years, you know, their Egyptian neighbours who were busy pushing rocks to make pyramids looked over the fence at Mesopotamia and sort of thought, nah, that'll that'll never catch on. You know, and I just, it's sort of, it's this notion that that humans have the ability, but we are smart enough, but we are too stupid to realise.
1: I thought you were going to say something, like make up a fact that, like two weeks later... All they used it for was shagging on. Right,
3: awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's maybe that's the. Uh, I'm too busy looking at the truth, <laughs> and <I'll, Yeah. laughs> and what I need to do is uh, is make it sillier. Maybe you're right. But it's a great point. Did you ever give Did you give any examples
1: of what how that could what what they could do?
3: No, now? you see, maybe that's maybe that's what I am. Um, maybe that's what. Uh, that's where the I need is, to go. Because with...
1: nothing's invented yet you can't you can't really sort of put that in a scenario because you don't know what it is yet i suppose
3: yeah yeah
1: with electric electric cars that's that's something isn't it that's Mm. meant to help eventually
3: Mm. oh that's another joke i always used to do i i had a joke recently that that never really worked i thought was funny was um uh you know driverless cars why why are we busy doing that you know and driverless taxis i've got to be honest with you i'd miss the racism um (laughs) and and i I always thought that was kind of funny and it never really never really worked maybe it doesn't i don't flag up enough that
1: maybe if you give both examples so you having a driverless car and then the taxis and you go i'd miss the racism maybe you it could be you that's doing the race in your car that's what you'd miss but then you'd be sitting in your car anyway. Yeah, because so I... So that, my, that doesn't make sense. But my point
3: being that r- r- taxi drivers are of course. always... I'm oh, not always. That's a ridiculous answer, <laughs> Yeah. <are> quite often. <laughs> I mean, I think that's, you know, the number of times I've seen people be openly racist and mean it. Um, yeah. it's, it's few and far between. But they've pretty much, nine times out of ten, been taxi drivers. You know, I mean, you don't see people be openly racist really no um but taxi drivers for some reason are the few examples i've had where people have been you know a bit like well it's their fault isn't it you know and um country's gone to the dogs type which you don't i don't really get i haven't really got another scenario so so maybe it's just me that thinks taxi drivers are racist but i don't think so i think that's a fairly common trope
1: maybe you say and you'd miss it they don't like yeah. Well, it's clearly that's the joke. But that's but... clearly
3: the joke. Do you know what I mean? I think you sort of go, well, I don't really what? miss it. I mean, that's clearly, you know, not, but I think sometimes people take you a bit literally, don't they?
1: Maybe you need to change it to Uber drivers. Maybe people are like, what is this taxi driving?
3: Wouldn't, but I suppose, but Uber drivers, I mean, maybe again, Uber drivers tend to be Asian, yeah, don't yeah. they?
1: Yeah, international.
3: Yeah. Um, Oh, Mr. International.
1: Is that... The- or maybe... Or maybe they'll add the feature to the car. Would you... Would
3: you, <laughs> would you like some wipes? And would you like some racism? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you
1: select it, actually, when you get in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll have
3: some wipes, but not the racism. <laughs> uh,
1: anything else? We've got probably time for one more.
3: Um... I uh, had another routine where these are again. This is a fact, which I just think maybe maybe that's maybe that's why I'm maybe I stop quoting facts. But
1: pa- where do you get your facts from? Yeah, exactly.
3: I don't know. <laughs> is it just stuff you hear, right? And then you
1: yeah. think, oh, I've
3: made them <laughs> up. You know? No, I don't know. I just. I mean, I, you know, I, they could be erroneous facts, I suppose, but they sound quite true. So this. So this, here's a fact. Apparently. Uh, In space, astronauts have permanent erections (laughs) because there's a sort of, there's a gravity and there's something to do with your, what your sort of blood does under those circumstances that... um, like it's it's sort of I don't, I don't know why but apparently this is a true fact sounds crazy it's a bit like have you heard the, the one about uh, if you have a, amputees have an erection for a couple of weeks do you know that no well apparently, this is apparently true as well that if you so say you have an accident and you your leg they take your leg off obviously you've got your heart is calibrated to pump around uh, an object that is now considerably smaller
1: Right.
3: So, so there's only one place that can go for the sort of extra bit is that you, yeah. you'll have an erection until you're until oh, you Thank
1: God they invented Viagra. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. So apparently that's quite extreme. Apparently <laughs> that's a true fact, and apparently this is also a true fact, and it's it's a it's a weightlessness thing, not a sort of spacey sexy kind of thing. But I thought this was a funny premise, and the idea yeah. that um, that, however, that there are you know imagine that conversation each morning between Buzz Lightyear and Buzz, you know, each day, Buzz Aldrin, sorry, not Buzz Lightyear. (laughs) Woody's up there. Woody's up there. Of course he is. Of course he is. He's got Woody. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Maybe that's the place where I need to go with that. But the fact that, you know, the notion that each morning, um, uh, Neil Armstrong says says to Buzz, you know, is that a gun in your pocket? Or are you just please him? you know, and it's sort of like it's never it's it's, it's the joke that keeps on giving, you know. That it's really irritating to Buzz Lightyear because Evie says it every day. Um, and I just thought that was quite a funny premise. Um, yeah. And that there were maybe some benefits to a permanent erection, like being able to <laughs> thwart an insolent dwarf, um, <laughs> some, somewhere to hang your coat in a busy pub. And I know there's all these bits. I just sort of thought were kind of funny, and nobody. Nobody is it something in one really one do?
1: small step for man, one massive one massive cop. On. <laughs> I
3: don't know. I think I think you're you're taking broader strokes, which is maybe what I need to to do. <laughs> I'm too clever for my audience. This is the problem. It's <laughs>
1: great, man. It's informative
3: and funny. Well, it's informative, but it clearly <laughs> isn't funny um that's maybe you should do ted talks that proof is in the pudding i think um yeah you well know. oh,
1: crack it, man that's we've done the time that's great mate that was that was all gold good. lovely
3: good interesting to talk about funny to talk about yeah
1: yeah man i'll have you back on sometime if you want
3: yeah i'll i'll give you an update i'll try those things out and uh woody
1: yeah yeah oh that would be good yeah because then i can report back on it although you're not gonna be able to try it out for about six, six months, years so. yeah i'll see you in <laughs> six years yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, that's great. Uh, what I'll do is I'll send you my email address mm. and then... I'll send you that record. You can chuck me the file and then, yeah, yeah, all good. Good, man. Perfect, mate. Thanks for doing that. That was really good. No
3: worries. Nice to speak to you. Good luck and everything. You too, bro. Take care, Take mate. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.
2: Bye, dude. Marcus
1: Birdman! The flipping
2: Birdman!
1: The Birdman, a film I very much dislike. Do
2: you? I
1: hated it with a passion, especially because everyone loved it so There's much. There's not enough I didn't get it.
2: karate chopping in it for you, is there?
1: Not enough. Not enough not
2: explosions. Enough.
1: And you'd think Birdman, maybe. I, I mean, it was a while ago it came out. Maybe I was thinking it was like a superhero movie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like a knockoff Superman. You
2: like explosions and guns. It's
1: Superman, but he has to flap his arms. <laughs> Yeah. What do you think?
2: <laughs> it's all right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I could work out whether you just, you know, dumbfounded by but it. But there's, a, there's it, already a superhero
2: named after a bird, isn't there? Robin.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's your point, Joel?
2: Just fun. Isn't there Hawkeye as well? Yeah. Mm. Anything else? Falcon, man. <laughs> Vulture. Oh, oh, it's
1: off and out on a limb. Oh. Uh, that's a lot of Vulcans, fun. They're off
2: and out on a limb. That's that's one of mine. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> no one else wants it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's just it's some good bird chat. Thanks, Marcus birdman, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
1: Ah, oh, that bit flew. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that'll ruffle some feathers, oh, won't it? Stop!
2: Yeah, stop!
1: I think we've beaked. I feel like we've done this before. In the next, in the, an outro, a bird?
2: No, we haven't done a bird one, have we?
1: Haven't we had a bird-related act before? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We've done too many of these. John, Johnny Eagle, or something?
2: <laughs> we had someone.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Any feedback for the episode or any other bird? <laughs> no, I don't think Bit we want to hear any any feedback. And at at Jokes with Mark, um across all social media. Um yeah, hope everyone's locked down still okay and you're still cracking on and staying safe and washing your hands and all that business. Uh let's hear it for Joel. Round <laughs> of well applause for Joel. <laughs> you deserve a bit of attention, Joel, in the lockdown.
2: Thanks, Mark.
1: Doing all your editing. Thank you, mate. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. Hashtag awooga to you, Joel. Oh. And hashtag awooga to Marcus Bourbon, because we <laughs> forgot to give him a hashtag awooga. And hashtag awooga um,
2: everybody.
1: Unbelievable. I thought you were going to give me one, then.
2: Well, you're you're part of everybody. Actually,
1: that's funny. I. That's not that I it's funny. But my. do you know my first ever radio appearance, um, I think, was when I was about four years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, it, my dad was promoting his business on the radio, local radio. Yeah. So all the family were listening, and I went on with him. And I think the DJ said, um, do you want to say hello to? And I said, uh, hello to all my family. And he said, what about your mum? And I went, she is my family. <laughs> That's almost exactly the same as what just happened then, John. It is.
2: I've got the, yeah. the wit of a four-year-old Mark Simmons. <laughs>
1: That was the point I was making.
2: (laughs) Anything more from you, Joe? Nothing more from me, Mark. Anything more
1: from you, Mark? Nothing more from me, Joe. Hashtag OUGA, everybody. Keep it real.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands.